0: goodness all right we're back not sure how long it's been a couple weeks at least and in those couple weeks I was very very distracted for many reasons but a big one was my second book came out tired as fuck it's out you can read it if you haven't already um I was super nervous about how the book was gonna land and I'm just so happy that Enough people have told me that they really resonate with it and that it helped them understand their own burnout and their own experiences. It, you know, it's it's very uh, my personal story heavy, though, of course, there's more than that in it, but there's a lot of my personal story. And I was so nervous that it was too specific and too weird, um, but I've been so just so happy to hear people's feedback so thank you if you if you have read it um and you want to tell me how it landed with you unless you absolutely hated it then I I don't need to know that but if you enjoyed it and you want to tell me how it landed with you I love I love hearing um and if you have not read it you can go to thefuckadiet.com slash tired and you can read the beginning um and that's all that's all I'll say on that Today is a pretty long episode. I had a pretty long conversation with Katie Lynch, who is a therapist and a coach. Um, we kind of started our Instagram accounts around the same time, and she was, in, she was going through her own eating disorder therapy, like her own eating disorder recovery, as well as um, being a therapist for people who had eating disorders. Um, and we are both healed now. And so we have a conversation that really takes a look at what our experience has been in the anti-diet world, quote unquote, especially on Instagram for the past couple years. Um, what some of the fallouts are, what some of the mistakes we think people are making and being too extreme and being too black and white in a way that is a little bit alienating for people and kind of mimics diet culture a little bit um, by just being a little bit militaristic about what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. Um, this this episode may not be as relevant to people who are in the beginning of their own journey of healing their relationship with food, though I don't think it will hurt. Um, I think it might be interesting to hear from people who are way further along and who maybe can warn you about some things you may run into especially in the anti-diet world on the internet Um, but we also are kind of speaking from a quote-unquote content creator's perspective so um, you know every single thing we talk about may not be exactly what you're going through but hopefully it will still be illuminating and interesting and Um, You may notice some of the things that we talk about if you are spending a lot of time following anti-diet accounts on Instagram. Um, And what else do I want to say? Oh, unfortunately. Okay, so if you've listened to other episodes, recent episodes, you may remember when my computer was broken and I had to buy a a Google... Google Chromebook and do a lot of my work on a Google Chromebook for a week or two, um, and one of the things I had to do on my Google Chromebook was record this episode with Katie. And so, unfortunately, the sound quality is significantly worse than a lot of my other Zoom recordings. I'm, it's, it's frustrating, but I just think it wasn't as capable of a of a machine (laughs) to like not garble some of it so I'm sorry about that I'm so frustrated because I love this conversation so much but the sound quality really is kind of shitty so I apologize you can still hear it it's just not um it's just a little bit annoying at at some points so sorry about that I'm trying to see if there's anything else I need to say before I get into this conversation um I don't think so so it's long enough that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch right into it and I do plan on doing a lot more podcasting now that the book is out um I'm really I have a a long list of people I'm really excited to talk to so hopefully there will be a lot more podcast episodes coming and hopefully it won't be as erratic of a schedule but who knows who knows We'll just have to, we'll all just have to wait and find out. Okay. Enjoy my conversation with Katie Lynch. Katie, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Hi, thank you. I'm so excited. I've been like telling everybody that I'm going to do this oh. this week. Yay. So I'm glad you didn't cancel on it.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> me too, me too. Um, so I was actually trying to remember what launched us from just following each other on Instagram to texting. Like I was trying to remember like how we made that leap. And Um, I,
1: Oh, I actually remember, but it's a little like,
0: (laughs) Oh, it was probably gossip. Right.
1: (laughs) So it was like, I wrote this post that was kind of like testy, you know? Okay. And you commented on it. Or something and then messaged me about it and I mean I can talk about the post I it was I think I wrote it like in August but it was along the lines of like what if instead of like telling people to stop like creating posts about what I eat in a day or like comparing before and afters, like we just kind of like looked at our own shit and like tried to heal it instead uh-huh. of like it was like
0: ah uh-huh. was like you started yes. strong Yes. yes. Um, so, because you and, started posting all of these, yeah. you know, these quote unquote controversial I know. things. <laughs> but it felt the... so controversial to me, even if
1: it like, isn't like, it felt so like, I'm going to get eaten alive for saying stuff like this.
0: But uh, but but, and, but, we, but you <laughs> but probably it, did. I have and a little. And, yeah. And, and we do. And this is this crazy thing where like, and this is, you know, I've been talking about this a little bit on the podcast and on Instagram, but like shit's gotten crazy.
1: I know. Like what, <laughs> like, what like parallel world are we living in that like people enjoy like coming for you? you yeah. Like, I
0: mean, yeah, this is something that's, that's very much happening and alive in the eating disorder, anti-diet, um, you know, online space, and I, I think
1: was say, even like before I noticed it, like I just, and I noticed it because I felt really afraid to talk, right? Yeah. And so that that piece like really kind of showed me if I feel afraid to talk, probably other people feel afraid to talk. And yeah. and I think a, a big part of that was seeing kind of a lot of like, I would say like so-called leaders in the community, just like, and to me, it looks like enjoying calling other people out if they're doing something differently than them or not maybe doing the same more mainstream type of stuff and it just felt to me it felt like a very unsafe not that the internet is safe right (laughs) but like a very unsafe environment to be a professional in
0: yeah so i
1: think that led me a lot of to to like really a lot of inner reflection of i'm probably not being super truthful with myself if i'm afraid to speak,
0: right? You know, right? Yeah, and it's really interesting right now because, like, you know, you are a therapist, and that's that's how you're trained. Mm-hmm. And then, and you and other therapists have been thrown into this online world where you're expected to be. I I don't know. you call it a million things: content creator, yeah. influencer. Um, follow all of these like online rules and all of the rules of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: again, I keep wanting to call it a community, but that's, that's not the correct term. I think
1: for it. it started out community. that way. Right. Cause like, right. I think you and I were online at a time where I think it kind of did feel that way, you know, like in, in 2016 and 2017, like it didn't feel so <laughs> like scary to be online. Right. And at some it was point,
0: different. it was different. It definitely mm-hmm. changed in the last
1: I think like, to me, it looked like, you know, like 2020, a lot erupted, maybe the end of 2019. To me, I really noticed a shift in 2020, but I just noticed a lot of things in 2020. So yes. I think that yes. that was just in general, a big, a big thing. But yeah, like, I think that it, if you're some kind of creator online, if you have 10 followers or 100,000, it almost doesn't even matter, but you're kind of expected to have the same belief systems as everyone and expect it to speak about every single thing that you're quote unquote supposed to speak about. And if you veer veer astray at all, people come for you. And I don't mm-hmm. actually think they're coming for you because they totally disagree. I think they come for you a lot of the time because they're a- afraid that they're about to be come for too. Right. So That's
0: <laughs> which sounds like really that is definitely a piece where like uh, And I think that it's subconscious for a lot of people, but it's like, oh, if I like, here are the rules, here are the rules of the internet, here are the rules of some would say the rules of wokeness, some would say the rules of social justice or whatever, all of these things, you know, are things that could be good, but have turned so, right. so, yes cruel. Like, so, totally. and it's the opposite of what it's supposed to be. That's the, yes. that's the mind fuck, you know, exactly. it's supposed to be about accepting people and accepting right. differences and accepting. And like, but it's become a right. thing. like, but if you don't think and talk exactly the way you're supposed to, you are done You're in trouble. You're and in, it's it, just in so
1: much trouble. So everyone then sounds like everyone else and no one is truly thinking for themselves. And if they do, they are immediately like branded as like some type of outcast, And, you know,
0: or a dangerous person or a harmful person,
1: problematic is like the favorite term to like throw around. Right. And here's the thing, like problematic is relative, right? Like, (laughs) right. And it, and like, yes, there are very, very clear things that I think are wrong. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we can all agree to a lot of those like very clear things, but I think there's also a lot of things that maybe feel clearly wrong to me that to another person don't. Right, right, right. And so, right. how can we make space for that? And then, to me as a therapist or any healing professional, the enjoyment it seems like of getting somebody—it's like, why are you so deeply unhealed that you find it enjoyable to call another person out? Your your job is to help people deal with that pain, right? And right. that so stuff you, you're whatever. talking about
0: if a therapist, if another, yes. if a fellow therapist online is now part of this, and I
1: think that a lot of them are. Right. And I think that to me feels even way more dangerous than the average, like Joe or Pete or Harry, like doing stuff like that. Right. Right. It's like the trained professional who is trained in like in psychotherapy, who is like, I'm gonna get you. And you're like,
0: what? I
1: know know. it's,
0: Uh it's, it's bizarre. It's really
1: We can expect that from like Joe, Pete or Harry, but I don't expect that from like katie lynch W right
0: exactly exactly yeah so that was so i remember you know like when i was getting more active on instagram and it probably was around 2016 um i remember your posts you post about eating disorder recovery yes. as a therapist yes um you know we followed each other and And then when I just noticed that you kind of pivoted the, the things you were talking and I was just starting to, I think actually August was when I started talking about cancel culture. And when I had a couple, a couple people, a couple more people start to come for me. And like, it's this crazy thing where like, I'm talking about the very thing that you're doing to doing, me and you're doing right. it to me because I'm talking, I'm about talking it.
1: about it. Like, it's right. So, I weird. It's like, am so I do- weird. Am I attracting this? Cause I'm talking about it. <laughs> and it's I like, know, but not, no, you know, but like, to me, it almost feels like safer to talk about it. Right. Because yes. it's like letting air out of these tires of something that we're all, and, and I don't care if people act like they're not afraid of it. They're afraid of it. Yes. Right. Like, oh, yeah. because if you have some type of online platform, you are afraid to say the wrong thing. Right. Unless you have decided that you're not going to be afraid.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And it, and it takes a lot to make that decision because without examining it, you know, and this was me too, without examining it a couple of years ago, I was like, Oh, okay. So these are the harmful terms and this is a harmful thing to do. And I understand that and this and that, and you know, and then somehow it just got i think all of the rules the list of rules got There's a lot of rules so much longer
1: i know <laughs> than
0: what made sense to me it started totally to, it, it felt so like,
1: non-intuitive
0: right? non-intuitive like and then it was the kind of thing where what literally you could say anything and someone would be and it would yes. be wrong for reasons that are completely contradictory but no one's admitting that and yet still it it was so it just became this clear thing where I was like okay this is not good this is not healing this is not and it's
1: exhausting to try to navigate I mean it feels like perfection right and like exactly and it's like here we are like a bunch of us I would say like in the eating professional community have recovered from eating disorder. So we already are struggling with this kind of like underlying professionistic tendencies and fears of being seen and, and vulnerability and visibility and all of this stuff that's already like lying at the surface. And then to just like, kind of be thrown into this world of like, I'm going to get you right. If you do, or if you like misstep, <laughs> right. Yeah, And it's like, who's, who's the one who's in charge of the missteps, Right? right. And, and obviously this like deeply groupthink mentality that when you probably piece together, like individuals, not everyone really feels this way. Right? right. Or like, but that mentality is frightening. Right. And I wrote a post yesterday about, um, you know, like I'm six years into my own recovery and I honestly feel very grateful. I rarely think about food anymore. Like it, it doesn't really, it, I feel like a truly a normal person, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a normal eater. I like eat the way that feels good. I don't follow a lot of accounts anymore. Anyways, but I wrote in the end of it, like the anti-diet world sometimes would feel just as dangerous to me as my, my eating disorder did. Right. It felt very obsessive and very rules-based and cult-like. And it felt like I had traded in some ways, one obsession for another. Right. And like I used to think obviously the eating disorder was way more harmful and it was, but this was harmful too, (laughs) right? Like, because this suppressed my spirit, right? And it it was, and it, and coming out of it now, it's really clear to me, but it, at the moment it felt like I have to survive here. And so Mm -hmm. I have to do and say what all these people are also doing and saying to maintain this, I don't know, Instagram presence.
0: And like, 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 you know, this feeling of safety where, where mm-hmm. people aren't going to come after me for right. saying the wrong thing. Exactly. I something that's a faux pas. Yeah. And, you know, there are reasons, like there are reasons for it. like, let, let's give an example and neither of us have done this. So this is not an example from something that you and I have done, but like the whole kind of drama around the before and after picture pictures, right? right? Right. Right. Like I can. Hear the argument and totally understand. I don't do before and after pictures. I never have. I yeah. intuitively understand why they're not helpful, especially they don't resonate with the way that I like sure. to talk about the journey. And yep. so that was easy for me to be like, yeah, I don't want to do them anyway. So it makes sense why any sort of comparison of the body is putting focus on the body, blah, blah. Get it. I totally get yes. it. I think it's totally fine for someone to say, hey, you know, I unfollow accounts that do that show before and afters no even no matter what, even if it's eating disorder recovery, because it yep. messes with my brain totally fine. But there started to be this like this mob mentality and this cancel mm-hmm. canceling mentality and these um these campaigns essentially against people who would post to that before and afters right. for whatever reason. Right. And that is an example of like okay, we can talk about it, we can explain it, we can we can take care of ourselves, we can have our own reasons, we can write posts about why I don't do that. But once it becomes like, and these people are bad, and we need to take them down, and we need to Literally. like, li- exactly li- what happened. Literally, yeah. that right. is where like, they shouldn't why. be
1: therapists. They shouldn't be, and maybe you weren't even a therapist. They shouldn't be people,
0: <laughs> right? They like have who, a platform. They don't, right. You know, they and exist. Yes. And, and it's, and it's this interesting thing where like, again, I, I, I can follow the logic at the start. Like I can follow the logic of a lot in a lot of these cases, these people are people who are not in very large bodies. Maybe they are in a slightly larger body than like the Instagram model that you're used to seeing. But I think a lot of the argument is like you're, um, you know you're centering yourself and this is not helpful content for everyone and that i, I again i like i understand I, and i really do understand this, why i don't do before and afters or body shots or whatever because my body is not an inspiration to the masses for eating disorder like i there's logic there right but where it loses logic and where it loses humanity is where we start saying, well, you, whoever, whoever, you don't get to uh, have a say. You don't get to tell your side. You don't get to share your experience because it doesn't fit the rules of the kind of person that's allowed to, and that to do that. that So
1: I like, I maybe it was like two years ago. I post, it was not a before and after post that I, it was not a before and after post, but I pictured a photo, fo- I posted a photo of my body and I remember, and I remember the caption was very much like, um, so I was sick in the photo, but like I didn't, so my body sick and my body healed actually doesn't look super different. So I will say that. And I have privilege. Yes. Whatever. Um, I will say that like, Should I have posted that? Like in hindsight, probably not. But what happened in that moment was like a lot of therapists messaged me and were like, I think you should take this down. Like, like blah, blah, blah. And, and that was okay. Like you're allowed to tell me that, but I didn't, I took it down immediately without even any thought because I thought other people knew better than me. Right. 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 And the truth was, was like, I actually don't think my post was all that quote unquote harmful. And I also, (laughs) think that people in the world see bodies that are thin all the time. And if we are so deeply triggered by a thin body, we need to work on that more than we need to work on telling somebody else to not center themselves at all. And it's my Instagram. So I actually am probably going to center myself a little bit.
0: Right, right. Well, that's (laughs) the other thing. It's like, okay, so should I just like not tell (laughs) you you what's going on? Like, okay, I don't see like, I don't really like see what? how big picture that makes any sense either and for well, me I don't, to work for anyone.
1: Exactly. And it's like people, if you ever, so I was talking about this with one of my like business. So I'm doing business coaching with a lot of therapists and dietitians at this point, but somebody was talking to me and she was like, I'm really afraid to post my body. So this person is like relatively small and thin. Right. And I'm like, I know that you are, I know that we have all, and, and this person is wonderful at her job. Like is like wants to serve, wants to help. And it's like, I'm really afraid that like, I'm going to get a lot of hate for posting myself. Right. And I'm like, we have to really think about this logically and think about the fact that if that person was going to see you in your office, like they would see your body. Right? right. Like, so we are not like evaporating into thin air. Like we are people with bodies. Right. right? And, and the truth is what, what feels like really complicated in that aspect is a lot of, of us, a lot of people who help treat eating disorders have also had eating disorders. Right. And so I find that this belief of not posting yourself, not centering yourself, I think that feeds the eating disorder shit more. Right. Yeah. It's like, if I'm not allowed to t- don't take up space online, don't take up space ever. Right. And it's right. easy for us to be like, "Oh, that's true. Never mind. I won't take up any space. I'm I have all these privileges. I'm blah blah blah." It's like, "Okay, fine. Can we acknowledge that we maybe have privileges but still deserve to exist?"
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like what? <laughs> like I don't I deserve know. to exist anymore because I happen to be small, white, and thin? No. Like that's not true.
0: Right.
1: And that doesn't take away from the fact that other people also deserve to exist, right?
0: right? Right. Like
1: that's really wild to me that it can't be both.
0: Can we talk about what you said earlier? This, I, and it, cause this is pretty profound. I think when you were saying like this kind of mentality is incredibly unhealed. Like we're, we're, yeah. we are sort of, we're sort of catering to, and, and I don't know, almost like creating this environment where people almost lean into and are almost rewarded. This is this whole idea around triggers, right? Like, yeah. Oh, everything needs a trigger warning that you, you should take this down. Cause it's harmful. Cause mm-hmm. it triggered me. Mm-hmm. You said like that is encouraging unhealed behavior. It's almost like rewarding people for staying in that state, which is not actually the goal.
1: Right. Yeah, I told, so like not I guess what what year are we in twenty twenty two so like at the <laughs> end of, of twenty twenty, I posted something that was related to obsessive compulsive behavior and eating disorders and it's something that is something that I I've had an OCD my whole life I obviously had an eating disorder and I got a lot of messages around me not posting a trigger warning for something that I had talked about and. Somebody then also had the audacity to tell me that like, I made them relapse. And there was this moment of like, what is going on in this world that people, A, have no personal power, no personal autonomy, believe that they are deserve deserve. I mean, I don't even know if that's a word, but like we, we don't live in a world where there's trigger warnings at every single app, right? Like you don't walk to the dentist and there's a trigger warning. You don't walk to Starbucks and there's a trigger warning. So what I find is that when we, when we lean into that type of behavior, we're just perpetuating the same stuff that's already going on in that like sick mindset, right. Yeah. Of, of pure avoidance, mm-hmm. right. And avoiding the thing is not going to heal the thing.
0: Never. And if you
1: need more like limits around your social media, do that. Yeah. Right? About, I mean like that, I, I think affect, that that's <laughs> right. Other people to do that.
0: I want to talk about this with you too. And I'm sure we're going to get there, but another thing that I really like about what you're doing now and what we have talked about, even just by text is like that initial period of healing from an eating disorder is really intense. You need to create this safe bubble where you can do this terrifying thing. And, whatever that means for you avoiding certain things curating your social media asking for yes. people to not talk about certain things with you while you figure it out that all makes so much sense i support that i think that people so should
1: that, that i think, I think it's, it's really needed in those really early sometimes years but certainly yeah. that first year where everything is super raw like mm-hmm. i remember i like unfollowed all celebrities, all like Bravo character, like anybody mm-hmm. who like <laughs> right. could have triggered me, I unfollowed them. Right. Yeah. I like wouldn't, I ask all my friends not to talk about food, dieting, eating, you know, luckily everyone was fine with that. Right. But at some point, right. Like Katie had to work on these things herself because the world was not going to necessarily change for me. Right. Right. And, and and if I lived in that mentality, I would always be upset. I would always be triggered. I would mm-hmm. always feel offended. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point of, I don't want to feel that way. So what can I do to change that? Versus mm-hmm. what I feel like is happening a lot is what can you do to cater to all of my various millions of needs?
0: Right. Which are inherently going to be different for every single, every person. single person, right? <laughs> That's the thing like, that, well, that was one of the things yeah. that I, I forget I wish I could remember exactly what I was posting about. It will probably come to me, but I was having this like back and forth with followers on Instagram where they were like, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something. Actually, I think it was, it was the first big cancellation experience that I had and it was last April. And it was when I posted on April Fool's day that I was turning my account into a fitness and healthy recipe. Oh yeah.
1: I thought that was funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't even really think it was that funny, but it was absurd. I mean, it
1: was like dumb, funny. It was dumb, funny. It was like,
0: and in the caption, I was like, it's April 1st. Like it's April 1st. So follow me on my journey. That's
1: a really, to me, clear example. I like goes back to a lot of the points we've talked about that anything is cancel worthy, that you do not have to be like overtly offensive or overtly racist or transphobic or homophobic to get canceled because that's what people's biggest fight back is. Don't do something cancel worthy. Like if you don't want to get canceled, don't do something. Right. Right. And this to me is a really clear example of you're joking on your Instagram about like turning into a fitness account, which is not, is maybe this is Katie's opinion is not inherently harmful. Right. And people are like, how can I come for you? <laughs> right. right. Like, well,
0: cause it's like, okay. So I have like blanket statement. Like, most people thought it was funny. Most people right. knew you're joking. Like, right. why the hell would somebody who's literally like making
1: like this like, is your career? This is my
0: career. Like, if <laughs> right. I did that. No one would buy the fuck it no diet anymore. I would buy the book, and maybe, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. By what she says, right? So, like, just from, from a pure business perspective, Right, career perspective, it it makes makes no sense. But also, a lot of things I post are absurd. It was April Fool's Day. I like the the language of it was very like melodramatic and whatever. Yeah. So like, even if I was doing that, like even if it wasn't a joke and I really was, I get that. I get that that would be like, oh geez, this girl who I was like following to, um, you know, to to help me through this like really crazy difficult thing. And I'm believing what she's saying. She's now, you know, backtracking and not actually doing it anymore. That's stressful. I need to, I need to really sit with that and see how I feel about that. I totally understand that. But once you realize it's a joke, okay, maybe I don't think it's funny, but like it's a, you know, it's, but does
1: that also mean I come for her and I try to ruin her life and slash her tires?
0: Right. Uh, right, yes. And see, here's
1: the thing <laughs> also with that. It's like, yeah, that would be difficult for like somebody, maybe you look up to, to change their tune, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that may be a personal struggle, but are people also not allowed to evolve and change their messages over time, right? right. Or are you only supposed to talk about that one thing from the age of 25 to a hundred? Like that is also equally absurd. Yeah. Right. So, so let's say you weren't joking, right? Right. Like, let's say you weren't joking, which yes, Mm -hmm. to everybody who listens it, she was joking. It's not real, whatever. But are you not allowed to be a fully dynamic person with like various
0: desires, needs once and like change it up? Right. Right. Right? Well, so uh, it is. And there was something I forget. I think we were talking about triggers. So then I got into this, like, back and forth with people, they're saying, well, this is really triggering. Like it was a joke, but it was really, really triggering. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was like, I, this trigger thing again, like I get why in the very beginning, any sort of trauma, right. Any sort of right. trauma. It's
1: like triggers- so at the surface, right. At that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and like, if you have trauma, you will have triggers. Right. And if you want to, avoid those triggers. That is something you can try to do. And it's understandable because it's uncomfortable. But the fact of the matter is avoiding triggers will perpetuate them forever. Right.
1: Like it it will get worse over time if you don't ever look inside of them. Right. And they will like you out in millions of of Triggers
0: (laughs) is to is to point to the thing that exactly deserves to be healed.
1: Yes. They're your biggest teachers, right? It's like if I am so amped up about something, why? (laughs) Right? Like, why why am I so amped?
0: What is underneath this? Because it's probably
1: not what somebody posted. It's like what it's what that that's the shell of what is actually going on in here. Mm -hmm. Right. And everybody has trauma. So everyone has a trigger has triggers, but why is it the job of everyone else to be mindful of that's the 100 million triggers.
0: triggers? That's so that's it, what it was. That's that what people I are going to have. That's wild. Like, if I tried to, if if I made a vow to my followers right. that I would not post triggering content, it would be 100%. That would be triggering. Impossible. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah be triggering for me. Exactly. That would be, that would be impossible because triggers are not, there's not a list of triggers. Like nope. you I are mean, the things that will trigger people. Don't say exactly. them. Anyone can be triggered by it's anything at any time because everyone's trauma is, is Different. personal.
1: Right. Well, that's so what you I can... tell my clients and business clients who are like, I don't want to upset anyone. I don't want to trigger anyone. And I'm like, you might as well go in a closet and never come out because right. that's the only way you're not going to trigger someone. Because yeah. you are actually not responsible for another person's trigger, right? Can we like activate them? Sure, Can but we are you responsible? Out? Yeah. Right? No, ma'am. Right? Like, yeah. no. <laughs>
0: right. And you like, know what? I'm not the one in your DMs telling you that you no. are a horrible person. <laughs> you're the one in my DMs, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, triggered by you, actually. <laughs> 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 like, you're triggering me. Too much therapy my because of you. Mm-hmm. So. What was you, you know, you sort of said this and you, you don't have to go into this if you, if you aren't comfortable with it, but you said like, I realized I felt, it felt unsafe to post. It felt like there were things I wasn't allowed to say. Yeah. Um, Is there more that, that kind of went into your, um, I don't know what the word would be. Epiphany, change of heart, change of way of operating.
1: I think it was like really, really slow. And then all of a sudden it felt like this lightning bolt of like, this is so clear to me, but I think it was, so it was definitely in 2020 when like literally everything in my like internal and external world felt different. But I remember feeling like I, all I really want in my life is to feel joy. Like I want to feel deeply happy And I need to look at the things that are not making me feel happy. And one of them was Instagram. And it Mm. wasn't like me, it was like all the messages I was receiving on a daily basis. And it was like, okay, like, well, what did I do here to, to attract a lot of people who have, have the audacity (laughs) to like send me hate every day. Right. And I was like, well, I'm talking about eating disorders all day long. I'm talking about pain and trauma all day long. So I made a conscious effort. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Right. Mm. Like I felt pretty good in my recovery and I actually have never felt better in my own recovery than by not talking about this stuff anymore. Right. And by muting almost every single anti-diet professional, not because, you know, like whatever they're doing is great, but like, I don't need it anymore. And it was, it became like I was more, I, I remember feeling so deeply angry and I didn't know why. Like mm. I was so angry and I was tired of being angry. I was like, I don't want to fight diet culture anymore. You mean
0: you were angry at diet culture? Like angry. I, was, like I getting, wasn't angry
1: at diet culture anymore. I was angry just in every aspect. Okay.
0: Like, and I'm right.
1: like, why are you so angry? <laughs> And I was like, well, part of my job that I've created is to be angry at diet culture, right? right? Like I talk about this all the time. I'm always talking about fat phobia. I'm always talking about the BMI. I'm always talking Mm -hmm. about all these things that are activating to me. I no longer want to be activated in this way. So that was this conscious decision. Like, do I still work with people on their eating disorders? I do. And I like it. I don't want to actively talk about that anymore because it, it was exhausting. And all I felt was like, I just felt angry. And personally, I was no longer angry at diet culture. I was no longer angry at, at at BMI. Like I was like, I'm done. If I want to feel good and heal, I don't, I'm not, there's no room for anger.
0: And that is an example in my opinion of you having quote unquote done the work to work through. Yeah. I think so the trick the trigger yeah. you do I am I mean right. that's what that's yeah. what I feel like for me yeah. in the beginning all I did and this is 10 years ago at this point yeah. for me yeah all I did was think about oh my god like I, I saw the world through diet culture through, me like, too. Oh my, and, and you have Literally. to I think it's an it important did. part of the process I think, it's I think it
1: is I do too
0: so you can identify things and you can say oh well that's not what I think or you know this is right. something that I learned and this is a myth and this is that and this is right. stressful and you know all that stuff is really important and that's what I saw but as I truly healed as I went through a true healing process, right. It mattered less and less and less. And it was less triggering, triggering for me. It hasn't been triggering for me in like six or seven years.
1: Right. And yes, a hundred percent.
0: And And if you, yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, you know, and then I wrote the book. So, so then all my posts were about the book, about the book, about the book. But in the past two years, especially I've been like, it's been like pulling teeth to even make a post about it because I'm like yeah. I feel like I've said everything that there I is to say have. and more, <laughs> and the and, book
1: encapsulates it really beautifully.
0: Right, you know? and it's it's a shit. It's the 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 only issue that I have is that if I still was excited to 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 post about it, it would be really great marketing for the book. A hundred percent. I basically like can't. Like no, I, I like emotionally that's what
1: happens though. Like I, <laughs> I went through a period. It's not the same. I don't have a book, but like I, in the end of 2020, I did a body image group, loved it. But I, I remember feeling like, this is the last time I'm going to do something like this. Like this right. is, this is the end of this for me. And I tried to launch it again, like two months later. And I couldn't write anything. like, I was like, I am not writing about bodies anymore. Right. I'm not writing about this pain anymore. And it, and it was like, And I feel like I'm codependent. Well, I'm not codependent. I'm working through my codependency. I'm like, if you still talk about these things, that's fine. But Katie just cannot, right? Right. So I always feel like I need to say that. Like, this is no shade to anyone who still wants to talk about this, or this, your profession. That's wonderful. I was getting sicker, but I wasn't physically getting sicker though. Like I, like my body stuff was fine. Emotionally, I was digging myself into this anger cave about everything and i was like this sucks like yeah and and not only does this sucks like i'm so judgmental of people who are dieting i'm so judgmental of anyone who is doing something outside of of this body neutrality life that i'm in that like that
0: felt really like fucking weird too <laughs> right. right right like get a life katie lynch that isn't the goal either no. and i don't think it should be the goal for anyone no i and i really and i think you know i hope that you know, people listening to this, what they can take away, if anything is like the, the, the good news, <laughs> the good news is if you really genuinely go through this process in a couple years, you will not want to think about this anymore. You will not need yeah. to think about this anymore. You will be able to live your life. You'll still have discernment. You'll still be able to say, Hey, my friend is going on a diet that doesn't resonate with me because I've done that before. And I healed this and Um, oh, can you hear me? Yeah, but I just wanted to tell you that like, Mm. all right. Um, I can cut that out or maybe I won't. Her headphones (laughs) stopped working and she sent me a little, note. but I'm Um, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, the goal is to get to a point where we can still identify neutrally. Hey, that doesn't resonate with me. Hey, that's not something I want to do. Hey, that's not something I agree with without it fucking taking over your whole mind and body and day and like right.
1: distracting you exactly. from
0: the life that you ideally want to be living, which is one where you get to actually choose what you're yes. what you're focusing totally. on and what you care about. And again, just like you said, like, can we focus on joy? Can we focus on like actually creating the life that we, that the diet culture took from us instead of spending the rest of our life angry at diet culture? That's not what we right. want that's not what we want. That's not what I want. My God. Right. And there are times when I'm like, people DM me all the time being like, can you please post about this blah, 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 new diet? I want to hear your thoughts. Can you, um, no, it's so boring. Like, I'm like, I don't know what that diet is. I'm not keeping up with it. And so then I get, then I do this thing where I'm like, Oh no, like I'm so bad at my job. Like my job is to, you know, (laughs) share about diet culture stuff. And that's what it was. But I don't think that's my job yes. anymore. And, like- and it's not right.
1: Like, right. Be- and I also just feel like it's such a good example to show people that like, this can be your thing for a while and it doesn't have to be your thing forever. Right. 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 Like, and, and for me that went, that was a, a really difficult discernment process for me, at least with Instagram of like, people know me as like the eating disorder girl, right? right. Like, how am I going to shift? How am I going right. to change? Am I going to lose all my fault? All of those like very. Ego-y type things, like fear-based type stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of that did happen. Like I did lose followers right. and I did change my content. But honestly, I am so much happier that it yeah. makes literally no difference.
0: Yeah. Right? No, and I get it because, you know, when I st- when I started talking about cancel culture and people started saying, I'm so disappointed in you, I don't recognize the c- this Caroline. And I'm like, well, you don't even know the first one. I'm all. so glad well, that you don't. That's why I started my fucking. <laughs> unfollow like let's lose yeah like bye right half joke right because like I think it's it's just the opposite of what people usually do they're like let's get to you know 10k you know whatever (laughs) um (laughs) I was like let's fucking lose 5,000 followers because you guys are making my life a living hell
1: literally I know and I you want if you are say it again to have I
0: just think like having
1: a really big account like that would feel like a lot of pressure you know it like, is i mean yeah. there are plenty
0: of things i still can't say i mean my god I, instagram is flagging me and shadow banning me for i saw for, and it happens for, to me too for like things that are not troublesome it do doesn't even I mean? make sense like no. oh instagram i could post a million fucking things that would actually make me lose my account and yeah. i disagree with you but i at least yeah. understand the rules like the crazy yeah. no they're
1: flagging like nothing
0: you know it's so like, weird what are they do- the what are most-
1: like the Grand Canyon, and it's gonna get flagged. You know, they're what I gonna
0: mean? be like, "This looks like a vagina." You literally, can't it's post this. Oh, so weird! It's so. I so literally weird. posted. Um, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I posted uh, the day before my birthday. My birthday was January fifth. It was also the ten year anniversary of my own diet. I had my diet epiphany on my 24th birthday. It was just my 34th birthday. I said, guys, tomorrow's the anniversary of my diet. What should I do to celebrate my birthday and to celebrate the anniversary? People wrote lots of different things. And I started posting the, the absurd ones. And one of them was eat cake and punch someone in the nuts. And I just wrote interesting <laughs> and the next day,
1: Instagram was like, this is offensive and
0: against community guidelines. This is inciting violence. <laughs> this is inciting violence. And then they list, they list like the, the the things that they flag for inciting violence. And it's like anything that could cause, re- like building weapons that could actually cause harm, like any sort of language that is going, that is could potentially lead to real violence. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? So in my head, I'm like, okay, this is a bot, right? This is an AI bot. They flagged the words punch and nuts, I right. guess. Mm-hmm. So let me, cause then it takes you to the page that says you could lose your account in the future. It's I know. Like, Great. Thank you. you know, thank I you. Know. So then I click review, like let's have a human review this and see how ridiculous this is. And then
1: they still decide
0: yeah. that
1: it's against. They still I said it
0: was against. What, really what the annoying. hell?
1: I know. I have a small account like for business stuff and I like posted something that like was literally non-offensive at all. Like it was like, Oh, this is a pre-sale price. And they were like, this goes against community guidelines. And I'm like, no, for what? Not, like at all, like it, it goes against no guidelines. Like, I don't know, not know what you're talking about. Oh and I'm like, y'all like, we are, we are in it right now.
0: But here's the <laughs> thing. This is so weird because we're all, it's like, we have Stockholm syndrome because mm-hmm. this is a, this is a business. This yeah. is an account. I mean, yeah. this is a platform, right? That right. we do not have to be on. However, it is the dominant
1: it platform that
0: businesses are on. So if you're not on it, you're at a disadvantage, first of all. That's exactly right. So they have all of that control over us and they know it. But then at the same time, like they are implementing crazier and crazier and more and more toxic and more and more censoring rules. And they are deciding who gets to speak and who doesn't in a way that we're all like still we're most of us are like, okay, like, I I guess I'll follow your rules. But like.
1: Cause I don't want, cause I don't want my business to suffer. Right. right. Like, I'm pretty sure that if I didn't have businesses on Instagram, I wouldn't be on Instagram. No, like, same. Be able- I'd be
0: like, fuck this. I don't even know what I'm going to do, but this is like, this is just, so, but it's this. To- again, it's this is, it's this toxic. I don't even know what the word is. It's this toxic kind of like I don't know if we can call it a really, a relationship with Instagram, but it's, it's a toxic well, it's like, I mean, I to
1: play by the rules, but like, I don't know what the rules, the are. rules
0: keep. Yes. Oh my God. I had a similar thing when yeah. mm-hmm. iTunes removed my podcast. This is like four years ago at this point, but iTunes removed my podcast without telling me that they've removed it. And without telling me why
1: it feels. I mean, it does. It feels like an abusive relationship, but you need to stay on it because this is where your like income yeah. streams it's are. It's like people know? who stay
0: in an abusive like, relationship because that's what they have they, to.
1: Because <laughs> right. they can't yeah, because afford to leave. They can't afford it. Like there's there's a lot of reasons, right? And it's like same thing with you know. It's it feels trivial to compare it to like an online platform, but it feels kind of similar, right? It's like I have a lot of engagement on Instagram, like my, a lot of referral sources come from Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, it would be, like you said, to my disadvantage, not to be on it at this point.
0: Right. All right. Which
1: it is feels crazy to like be censored for literally nothing, which also I feel like goes into like being canceled for like literally nothing.
0: Yeah, no, it right. does because right. it started off with bigger things where I like still didn't agree with the things that they were flagging yeah. or canceling right. or putting, you know, whatever. I did I didn't agree with that, but at least it was like, okay, we all know if you post it. felt
1: more this, logical, even if yeah. like that vibe. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Now it's like <laughs> No, literally nothing. You could post a butterfly and it's like Talking to God and somebody's like, this is gone flagged. Goodbye. You right.
0: Know? Like, yeah. Crazy. You're triggering my whatever. Or <laughs> like should be like a secular place or something. Like anything. 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 <laughs> like anything. anything. There's anything. no rhyme or reason. Enough. And and it almost helps like I, I I think in some ways the more absurd it gets, the easier it becomes to talk about it. Cause you can at least I say think. like, look. Right. Look mm-hmm. at what's happening. Right. Like,
1: right. I agree.
0: But it's also creating this thing where like, I'm like, will I, will they take away my account? for? Yeah. Because yeah. We, actually before that happened, I was like, oh shit. Cause I'd gotten flagged a couple of weeks before. Cause I was talking about, I just watched this documentary on mushrooms and magic mushrooms. And so I was posting about it.
1: Yeah. And of trouble for that.
0: I got flagged for, oh, for talking about. Oh God, I want to do
1: mushrooms so badly. Like I want to take some cybocillins and like have like a very beautiful, like ayahuasca, salmon. like I want to do all the things.
0: Yes, like I know. Mm-hmm. I know me too. I have them. I have them. I ordered them. I got flagged yeah. for saying that I'd ordered them. I have them. I have them in oh capsule God. form. I've been, I have been microdosing. Oh my God. What is I genuinely like? think that it has changed my brain. I really no, like really, in a good way, in a good way. I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of like I very specific I Mm-hmm. Anxiety that was. Um, I would look into it if I were you, because it's. Supposed- so I live in
1: Tennessee, so it's probably one of the reddest states possible. So I do not know how if that's like possible to get stuff like that. You know. Oh yeah,
0: it is. I'll. 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 Tell I'll you how. I know.
1: <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna get flagged. We are not gonna be on Apple Podcasts anymore. I know. It's I know. <laughs> I know. Well, the only.
0: I mean, that thing with with Apple was crazy because they're actually podcasts are one of the things that are the least censored these days. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it was because I had to literally it was like the most difficult thing to actually talk to someone from iTunes to figure out what the actual problem was because they wouldn't tell me. And then when I even talked to them, they said they were so vague. But it was because they had changed the rules overnight and anything that was curse word, even if it was, quote unquote, self-centered, censored, meaning
1: asterisk yeah like or something oh they, were, they yeah. removed
0: everything and not only titles and subtitles and descriptions but
1: more all these prude people who don't like like the f word
0: I really I was like why is this happening this doesn't make any sense at the time I thought that they were I love curse words if you doing so good. something I know I know I thought <laughs> that they were doing something with like trying to make everything like um family friendly or something or like something with parental controls or something mm-hmm. I, Something it was like kind of when um, like Apple TV, uh, like almost like Apple TV, something like kids, I, I don't know, there was something that was happening at the time where I was like, I feel like they're just trying to do something for this like new rollout that they had. But they would not exp- they would not tell me. And I was like, okay, so so what am I allowed to say and what, I'm, what am I not allowed to say? And they just like repeated their boilerplate like vague, vague, vague rule. and I was like, I'm trying to make my podcast, the way it needs to be for you to reinstate me. First of all, why didn't you email everyone and say we're making this change? So please make any necessary changes so you can stay like they
1: like literally don't not care.
0: Oh, they don't care at all. It doesn't <laughs> like, matter to them. This. Right. So I anyway, I I got back up or whatever, but it but they but they are the least censoring right. of all of them. And and it's since changed. A couple years later, I was like, fuck this. Like I'm going to change my, cause I had like F cause I was like, can I put the letter F in quotes? Like, is that a self-censored leap? Like, no. And they didn't answer me. Yeah. So I tried that it worked. And then a couple years later I was like, I'm just changing it back to the asterisk and like C because I had a feeling they'd like soften those rules Yeah. and they did. So, but, um, but no, okay. Back to mushrooms. So I, um, I it was first of all, I should say, like I was so straight edge, like such a little yeah. goody two shoes. No, I, I am drink, too. I did not drink in high school. Me either. I, um, you know, I was obsessed. I with smoked diet. weed
1: like one time in my life, like, like very, very like. And I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have taken an edible, and it made me feel like I was like literally having a psychotic break. So maybe you just needed to take
0: me, but- less because uh, let me it tell you, so
1: tiny. like, it was like the tiniest time. I don't know,
0: but we'll look. talk about it because I, because in the past two years, I, um, and even like during my two years of rest, this is all something that I talk about in the book for anyone who is listening and wants to read my second book, tiredest fuck. I talk about during my like extreme burnout, I stopped drinking like, I, cause it was running me down so much. So I was like basically sober, not for any of the reasons that people usually become sober, but I was basically sober. And then, you know, I started like my body healed a little bit. I was able to handle a little bit of alcohol, a little bit more alcohol. And to this day, I'm able to handle a little, like, I really can't handle that much, but I can handle a little sometimes. But two years ago, my, um, my good friend, my new friend, her name is also Katie. Um, she we'd made friends, our dogs became friends. We lived around the corner from each other in Philadelphia. We would hang out, we were both homebodies, and she was a big pot smoker and she would always offer me some. And I was like, No, 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 no. I, you know, like it makes me so paranoid. Like I've only I've pretty much only had bad experiences on it, like totally I've tried a couple times. It's always been crazy. But everyone always said, You're just not doing the right stuff. You're just not. Right. Like you just need to you need to need to do it by yourself. You need to do indica. You need to try out different doses. And I was like, I'm not going to get a fucking drug dealer just to like experiment with something that I've only had Mm -hmm. bad experiences with. But she said, Caroline, I'm going to go get my Pennsylvania medical marijuana license. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, Well, this is (laughs) if I if I were to experiment with it, this is how I'd want to do it. I'd want to go to a dispensary, know exactly what I was getting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I did. February. 2020. I oh, got my yeah. medical marijuana license yeah. mm-hmm. and it was for sleep. So it's like technically
1: that was, that was a smart time to get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Technically, like, I don't know if different States are different, but in Pennsylvania, insomnia is not like an official reason, but anxiety is. Yeah. And my therapist at the time was like, she was the one who like signed off on me having anxiety, obviously for the doctor. When I went to the the doctor that specialized in this in like certifying you and my therapist was like oh and my friend katie is also a therapist so my therapist was like yeah you should definitely try that you should definitely try that um and then i went back into her after like a week and i was like i don't know if this works for me for sleep like because i was taking too much essentially yeah. and that can make you really like anxious I, and really yeah. like kind of like heart racing and she looked at me she said i think you should keep experimenting with dosages and I told my friend Katie, and she was like, "Oh, Caroline, you're a therapist." Is yeah, she's. Therapist. <laughs> she's, just, she's,
1: just not, she's like about to be like, "You don't have the right kind." Let me. I know.
0: It. I know exactly. But anyway, for better or for worse, I am like an edible girl now, and I like basically take it almost every night. As a but sleep not
1: sleep. with weed. It sounds like, or with weed. Is no,
0: with weed? Weed. Oh, okay. with weed. This is with weed. This is with weed. So the mushrooms thing is. Oh, and the the thing for me with weed is like, first of all, I only do it right before bed. So like, maybe I like spend 45 minutes, like a little bit high watching TV. And then I go to bed and it helps me fall asleep. I have fucking
1: scared. Like you're not on a weird planet when you're taking. No,
0: because, well, I was in the beginning, but I had to figure out the right dose. And my, and then you figure out like, what you can tolerate. What yeah. you can tolerate, and then you do get used to it. So you have to do little tolerance breaks and stuff. But I have um, restless leg syndrome, and that is I literally
1: the worst thing in the whole world. That was is the one worst. of my worst pregnancy symptoms.
0: I don't know like, why I, I would, have like, it. I, I, I would love my God. It, it. I have it every night of my life. No,
1: like to me, like I would rather like n- literally that to me. There is nothing worse. <laughs>
0: Like, it is the worst. If, is, if a please, genie, if a genie came please. to me and gave me three wishes, healing Russell's legs would be. The no, purpose. literally, like literally. I mean, like, part of that mental, like, like I don't. Get I it. think it's neurological. I don't know. I'd love to know because they're apparently like different. It's insane for it, it's but so I, cannot out, and crazy. I Cannot figure out what my cause is. I cannot you just, for like, of-
1: shake your legs all night trying to make them go to sleep because like. Well, I, I,
0: now, I, I wheat, now I take now I take my weed,
1: you probably couldn't sleep for your whole life. If you've had that.
0: Yeah. I've had insomnia. It it started when I was 18 and I don't know why I'm like, what? And then I even like a lot of people will say, um, or a lot of people will say, if you look at like what the common cause, they don't know what the cause is. It's neurological. They don't know what it is. Um, so when I, and magnesium helps a little bit, but not enough, and and not consistently
1: just, like, drown myself in benadryl and like it well make benadryl
0: the craziest thing is antihistamines make it, actually make it worse make it worse yeah and i learned that on I a plane and i like dose dose people. dose with benadryl and i was like why is this worse than it
1: ever was before was like you can't take benadryl pregnant i'm like i can't sleep like you oh, need no. to
0: do something no. I'm like, it's better than me so taking i want to understand like if people get it when they're pregnant, what is it? What's
1: happening? I know. I don't know.
0: Is it because one of the causes is low iron. And I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Cause when I was 18, I was like dangerously anemic and that's when it started. So like, is it connected? Am I, am I anemic again? Now that it's gotten, I have
1: hypoglycemia, which is like the one, what is this? that like, I need to be eating more frequently or whatever. Like my Mm -hmm. blood sugar gets like super low. Um, I don't think that's, but I don't think it's connected.
0: No, I don't it's, either. I don't think it's
1: connected. I think it's, I mean.
0: It's neuro, I, apparently it's neurological and it's. It's got really- a doctor on here. I know. <laughs> I it's tell no, it's nobody about. Knows. Right. Nobody knows. Anyway, so that's why when I realized that the, the edible weed really helps Help with you. it and to compare it to alcohol, which I, I we'll have a drink and a half and not sleep. Like it, if it no, like,
1: same. like I can barely drink. I'm like, um, I mean, I'm not sober, but like, I'm almost sober. Like yeah. Have, same.
0: Well, with alcohol.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I'll have like one drink a month and it's like the worst morning of my life. Yeah, no,
0: know. it's really. And then weed was like uh-huh. night and day. I was like, Oh my God. Well, when so weed- then I'm
1: like, Oh God, like, is it, am I going to have like some weird hangover from weed or something? No.
0: I mean, if you're, I mean, maybe some, my sister claims that she, it makes her groggy, but I'm like, hello the the ver- i i never really take it during the day um yeah. because Does I, it doesn't sleep? it makes yeah. me want to go to sleep so like right. if i ever do take it during the day i feel like oh my god i'm never going to do anything ever again right so i've only done it like a handful of times during the day and it's usually when i'm with like you're like my head 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 friends or whatever yeah. going to a concert what yeah. i've noticed is when it wears off when my my edible wears off i've been yeah. like i get really tired sleepy yeah. walks there when it wears off i'm almost like Perked up. Oh my Although god. It almost like so it's like it's like night and day from alcohol where like if yeah. I have a, a drink right. and a half, I literally get a hangover like for right.
1: I think probably from being like a projector too, like we have like just really sensitive systems mm. that like we can't tolerate a lot.
0: Right? Yeah, we should talk about that too. So people like, even know what we're talking about. We're talking oh, about human, human design. design. Yeah. Um, which I am not yeah. even close to being, um, an expert in at all, but people around me are into it enough that I'm like, but yeah. I did the whole like birth chart thing. And yes. I'm a projector, okay. which means, can you like define what yeah, a projector is? I can. So
1: I got certified in it. Um, I guess in like early 2021, so I can do readings for it. And I just love it so much. Um, Anyways. Yes. So, pro- so there's like five different kinds of energy types in human design, but projectors are like, we're only 20% of the population. So we're not a huge chunk, but we are more of the like guides, seers, leaders, teachers of the world. And we're not really meant to work very hard or very often or very, whenever
0: much. I read that, I was like, yeah, right. On. That explains yeah, a lot. That explains why I'm, like, oh, I'm, I'm like not lazy. I know no really like before then I was like am I like really uh, am I like I know what I need to do to like stay well mentally Mm -hmm. but like is this so extreme that like there's something seriously wrong with no
1: I felt the same way I'm
0: like like, why when I read that I was like oh "Oh, okay this is just the way I am and like it was super hard. I'm a leader yeah. Whatever.
1: Well, and it also made a lot of sense why I really always struggled in like nine to five jobs. Like I, could, right. I really had a heart. I could do it. Like my conditioned self knew how to like do that. And I could like power through, but the like free self, like really enjoys having an abundance of time to mm-hmm. play at the work. And yeah, I mean, I think it's just so helpful because it's really about like getting back to your true soul self, you know, it's not about who you think you should be or who your parents wanted you to be or who society wanted you to be. It's really for human like
0: human design in general, or just yeah, for projectors. No, yeah.
1: in general. The so whole just
0: quickly thing. go over just for everyone who's yeah. listening, go over just like as quick as you can, the, yeah. the other, the other types, the people that
1: there's manifestors and they are 8% of the population. And so manifestors are very, very powerful leaders. So like think Mahatma Gandhi type of people. Um, and
0: they, I was like jealous that I wasn't a manifester, a manifester.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So they struggle sometimes because they are so powerful that people don't understand them. Right. Mm. Like they, they are very, I mean, I would say the most words, like words that come up are like powerful and intense and have like really big auras. Like, you know, when a manifester walks in a room, you can feel them. Right. Mm. So like um, very leaderly, but I think struggle a lot until they like can kind of come into the fact that it's okay to be that way, you know, right. Right. And there's generators and that's most of the population. And they are really just here to be like this life force energy and lift other people up. So, they can be do and be anything that they want as long as they are like excited about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like really this like juicy sparkly energy that when you're around them, you just like feel better. Um, Manifesting generators are similar to generators in the sense that they have that generator motor, but manifesting generators, they are multi-passionate people. They like to do a lot of different things they don't like to be tied down to like a niche, for example. Um, and so they, their conditioning has kind of like made them feel like you have to pick one thing and stick to it, you know, and they're not really supposed to pick one thing right. and stick to it. Right. Um, what else is there? Reflectors are tiny percentage of populations so or they're 1% and reflectors are people who are really here to show us like a lot of inner wisdom and guidance and they all of their centers are open and undefined, meaning that they are constantly taking in other people's energy. And so their job is to reflect back to the world what's going on. Right.
0: Is there an example of a reflector that we could yeah. all like?
1: I, the only one that I know, I know two. So I don't know them personally, but like TV personality type of people. So there's this one girl who I follow called the Balanced Blonde, who's Jordan Younger. Oh, and she's yeah. a reflector. And then if y'all follow or know the Skinny Confidential podcast, um, oh. her name is, what is her name? Lauren Bostick. She's a reflector also. And I'm thinking of projectors. So another projector is, I'm sure most of you guys follow her, Lisa Oliveira. She's a projector. Oh, I
0: actually don't. don't Yeah.
1: She's a projector. Barack Obama is a projector. (laughs) Um, Let me think. Have I gotten all of them?
0: You can feel, it's like very, it's like, you need to know your birth time. Yeah. Um, but you can essentially get a chart from that if you know your date, birth date, if you know your birth date, if you know your birthday, where <laughs> you were born and when. And my right. problem is that I don't actually fully know when, but I at least know the window, and that window is a projector. Yeah, but, um but okay, so people can do that, but just we've been we've been talking for so long, but I just want to um I want to ask just a couple more quick questions before yeah. Go we end it. here. I want to just touch quickly on, and we already were kind of talking about this, but you have said to me, and I don't know if you said this on your Instagram, but that we, we, we know the kind of the kind of content that people need in the beginning of recovery, yeah. but then what does it look like? And, and as we've been kind of alluding to what. The, this unspoken rule is like, then if you're going to talk about recovery or life during recovery or after recovery, you have to follow those rules. You have to not trigger anyone. You have to post this exact content. You have to, you know, just do what everyone else is doing and just follow the rules and don't stress anyone out. Yes. But as we've discussed, that mm-hmm. is not <laughs> actual healing. That is that what that actually ends up doing is keeping people stuck fo- over focusing on it, Mm -hmm. Or getting so burnt out on it, or not understanding what it actually looks to be recovered, and what kind of content do people crave then, and what kind of experience like, how does life change from early stages of recovery, meaning first couple months, first couple years, to once you feel like you are actually over the hill in a good way and on the other side of it? What does that look like? What kind of questions are you allowed to ask then? What kind of stuff are you allowed to think about? What kind of um, you know, how do you approach exercise and trying to make your body feel good with the kinds of food that you eat without backsliding? How, you know, how do you go about that? Um, and that's sort of what you said you want to, if, if, well, I don't know actually if that's the kind of stuff that you want to post about, cause I know you're also doing a lot yeah. of business coaching, but
1: yeah. So, I mean, I feel So on my like larger account, which isn't like so large, but like, I just like kind of talk about literally whatever I want. And that is one of the things that is important to me to talk about, to let people know that there is this place in recovery that you can reach, that you actually are really just drawn back to yourself, right? That you are no longer interested in necessarily following all of this anti-diet work and that your recovery doesn't have to end with also fighting it, right? A lot of us, Mm -hmm. it ended there, right? Like where we felt so, so passionate about fighting diet culture, fighting the beauty industry, fighting anti all, all the antis, like we, right. we became very passionate <laughs> about that. And that was okay for a while. But if you are somebody who is like, is there more than that? There is a lot more than that. And mm-hmm. I think the most beautiful thing for me that happened was by deepening my intuition to my food, it deepened my intuition to everything else. Mm-hmm. right like when i became a a true intuitive eater which i think recently happened right like recently 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 mm-hmm. when i wasn't like just trying to eat potato chips because that's what dietitians told me to eat in addition mm-hmm. you know like when i mm-hmm. really blocked all that out and i was like what does your body really want mm-hmm. that was really big right and that was really life changing and not changing because i had a different relationship with food but because i had a different relationship with me mm-hmm. right Mm -hmm. So I think what, what the, what it feels like some of the marks miss here is like that intuitive eating is only intuitive. If you have turned on your intuition, right. Mm -hmm. And if we are like, so obsessed with following all of these books and anti-diet accounts and anti-diet podcasts and all of that stuff, we're still searching for answers outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a lifelong thing, right? If you're always, you're always going to be searching for the next thing to help you, versus tuning into the self and the soul. And for me, that looked like, okay, like I am done with all of you guys now. (laughs) Like, and I think that that's a good thing. Like I'm done. I do too. I do too. And at some point I remember feeling like, well, what if I don't like, I remember as a therapist feeling like I, have to eat all these things that I don't want to eat because I'm afraid that if I don't eat all these things, like people are going to catch me eating a salad, like all this. No,
0: totally. When I'm like, guys, like, I hate to tell you this, but I love kombucha. Literally. No,
1: I was like, and, (laughs) and, and and like, I'm going to say like trigger warning for anybody. Like I really enjoy eating in a way that just feels good for me. Right. (laughs) And that often doesn't mean all the things that I ate early on in recovery. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, and it's actually okay. If that happens, right. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. If you like really don't want ruffles anymore, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and for and, me, it was like, primary, oh, mean, like, like true health, true mental wellness, true. And I know wellness is a word that people love to hate. Like, I think that we've come at it wrong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like wellness to me is just like feeling good in every way. And I think it's possible. You know, yeah. and it's not like, it doesn't have to be like one of the paltrow wellness, but it can be like,
0: I just want to feel good and I'm going to do what yeah. it takes to feel good. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because like, you know, I'm in this position where the fuck a diet is an intro for a lot of people into yeah. even understanding that they have something to heal and to heal from, mm-hmm. so I am in this position where I I know what's triggering to early people. Yeah, yeah. This entire conversation could potentially be triggering to people early in recovery, but like I hope that we've made enough disclaimers that they'll understand that we're we really are talking about the full, the full. Yeah,
1: journey. I mean, Caroline and I have been like we for recovered for a while. You know, yeah. like this. You know, we didn't feel this way in our first years. Exactly. You know. And exactly. I think it gives hope and light to the fact that when you're in that, this isn't your forever and you can't yes. do it differently if you choose to, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. And that, you know, and so a lot of what I write about in the book, in, in the fuck it diet for anyone who hasn't read it or for anyone who has, and is like trying to remember it, it's very, very geared towards people who are in the beginning. Yeah. And that is what I would have needed at the time. Okay. Uh, I still think that that's a really strong way to start off. It's a strong mentality to start off in. However, it doesn't, it doesn't have to always, it will not always be that extreme. And in fact, if the feelings of stress and the extreme focus on healing is not as, you know, if, if you feel that like waning, that's a good sign. And that's yeah, like, that's what, totally. that's what you eventually want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet I understand, like, I understand why me saying like, there's a reason why I, I, the author of the Fuck It diet, don't go on my Instagram and say, guys, like, let me tell you about all of the foods that I ate this week. So you can know that like, you're not always going to be eating McDonald's or whatever. Like there's, I understand why that's triggering. And there's a reason why I don't do it. Really? However, there are other people who should be allowed to do it because there, people are curious about what it looks like, you right. know, and I'll, I'll allude to it. You know, I, I, I try to be super careful because I, I don't want to trigger people, right? I don't want to trigger people who, who may misunderstand me or who may like twist it if they're in the beginning. But yet I also feel this like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't just talk about early recovery every single day oh for the rest my of God. my life. And I don't, I mean, anyone who follows me on in Instagram you know. knows that I'm like barely doing it anymore.
1: And I think that like, probably like the years of rest, like that's going to really help people who have like launched from like that really early difficult stage. Like what, what that stage after that feels like too. Right. You know, right. And like, you're not, not in that. years of rest anymore. Like, I know that's the be. other
0: thing. Like, I'm not even in that
1: anymore. Right. Like, like you're the not there. Thing.
0: That's <laughs> right. the craziest thing. The thing is after, after the fuck a day right. it came out, I was like, okay, well, just so you guys know, like I literally healed this five years ago. Right. So like my head isn't really there anymore. I know I'm not here
1: yeah, and I, I wrote so weird with books, you know, because it's like so, certainly not real time, you know, it's not
0: real time. Now at this point, tired <laughs> right. as fuck. I'm like yeah. all You're of like, this that not I not tired through, anymore. All of the exhaustion was now right. five years ago. So I'm right. like, it's actually hard for me to be like, okay, so let me think yeah. about like Hopefully what was I like, like, what can I post to like make people like I. It's hard because it, the mar- my, my job at this yeah, point now that I've written the books is marketing, but I'm like, oh. I know. I could clearly talk to you forever.
1: No, like people are going to be like enough. I
0: know. (laughs) So to wrap up, why don't you tell us before even telling us where we can find you, tell us what you're, we've talked about it just a teeny tiny bit, but what are you primarily doing these days and who are you primarily working with and where people find you?
1: So I'm doing life coaching, which I love. It's very similar to therapy, but I I'm no longer doing therapy, but if you're like looking for somebody to sound like sound, I sound insane, but truly I'm doing life coaching and also business coaching and it's been really fun. So with business coaching, I'm working with people who are like trying to create like their businesses online or like attract clients online and mostly have been working with like mental health professionals. So therapists, coaches, dietitians, like spiritual entrepreneurs of some kind And loving every minute of it. And I got certified in human design. So I also do that with business. And I do readings for people. And it's so fun. And it's something that I could not do as a therapist. So it felt very like expansive for me to move into that. And I'm like having a great time, honestly. Like I'm one of those people who loves their job. And used to hate people who said that. And now I'm like, no, you can love it. It can feel so fun. And it does.
0: That's so great. I love it. I love it. Thank you your <laughs> And so wait, where where did you already say where people can find you? Yeah, so I have my bigger
1: Instagram which is like kind of where I just post whatever I feel like posting in the moment and that is my name Katie Lynch LCSW and then if you're an entrepreneur can follow me at Katie C A T I E dot Lynch. I'm both on Instagram. I don't like screw with other social medias. They're too much work and confusing. So, yep. <laughs> for not- now, until TikTok. Instagram, yeah, uh, right. Until they like take me down, which I hope right. I don't
0: like, put into the right. universe. But you I know. know, seriously. Thank
1: well, thank you, know?
0: you, thank you, thank you so much. This is thank like so we really we just know. Like started and didn't that. stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's all, folks. Um, sorry again for the terrible, annoying sound quality. Ugh, I wish there was something I could do about it, but there's not. Um, other episodes should not be like that because I have my computer back and all is right. Well, all is definitely not right in the world. Um, I have my computer back. Uh, and that's it. I just wanted to, you know, I actually already exported this episode and I was about to upload it and then I remembered that I didn't say anything at the end so here's your obligatory that's all folks check it all out in the show notes I link to well I guess I just linked to Katie if you want to find Katie you can find the link in the show notes or you can just find her the old-fashioned way by looking her up in the yellow pages I mean the white pages bye